Welcome to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. My name is Gwen Reyes. And I'm Danielle Jackson-Dresser. This is a podcast where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and listening to. We are indulging our sweet tooths, teeth, I don't know, by talking about baking and pop culture and chatting with author Ruby Barrett about her new book, The Romance Recipe. We also go over our goals from last episode, set new ones, and share what's been bringing us comfort lately. Danielle, it's so good to see you. I know, you too. Yes, I was telling Gwen, I'm so tired. Yes. (laughs) I'm so tired. Um, But yeah, so because we're coming to you at the very end, well, the start of the next week, but the end of release week for the accidental pinup. I feel like I've been talking about this forever, like since this podcast started and it's finally here. It's happened. And it's been great, but yeah, I'm exhausted. It was like one of those things I got through my launch party at Anderson's yesterday and I went out with a friend after and we got some sangria and a charcuterie board. It was really cute. It was really great. But I was just, I sat down and I was like, okay, now I'm tired because now it's like all like come up, you know, it's all like culminated into kind of this launch party. And yeah, and I was like, okay, I need to go to bed. That's what what needs to happen. (laughs) And it's like all that anticipation for months, years, even, but just like all of this concentrated effort and excitement into these like one week, 10 days. And then, yeah, at the end of it, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's how it felt. But it's really, it's been really cool. It's been really nice. Like we, you know, and and yesterday was really special because it was a lot of like my family and friends and a lot of my mom's friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're all at this party, which was great. It was so fun. And I, I did it with former Fresh Fiction um, get podcast guest, Lana Harper. She was like my conversation partner and I she did an, an unbelievable job. She was so great. Two people asked like if we had practiced because they were like, it just felt like you guys were just like... Aww going so well off of each other. I was like, no, like, I was just like, she's that cool is really what it is. And it was a great job. Yeah, I guess so. Good chemistry. Mm. But then also, sorry, I just took a drink of tea because I spent all day yesterday talking Uh and it was one of those like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, of course it's like, well, I knew that I had been tied. That's what it is. But I was like, oh my gosh, do I have COVID? Oh my gosh, is it allergies? Is it just a regular cold? Like what's happening? Like the list gets longer of like what Uh your ailments can be. Um, Mm -hmm. That also just, I think goes hand in hand with become being old, but that's fine. Um, But anyway, enough about me, Gwen, what have you been up to? (laughs) I just love the truth of like, you, you talk too much and you're like, could be, it could just be a festival flu. It's totally a cold. It's the age. Right. It's the age. Yeah. It's really it's probably just that I'm old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't sustain talking that long anymore. I totally no. get it. I, um, I'm, it's so funny. This week was a very exciting week for me. I had to go into my office twice and I've decided to only take, or I've decided to take the bus to work now instead oh. of driving because it's yeah. cheap and it's beautiful out. So I took it and I felt like a little toddler on the show old enough, like going on my errands. It was like in my little, in my little seat when my bus. Yeah. And it was so funny. So I feel like very empowered by, by taking public. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you don't hear about public transport Mm -mm. in the Pacific Northwest. That's exciting. Yeah. And it was so cool. Cause I could see the mountain was out that day. So I got to see a little peak of Mount Rainier. It was actually clean out. And I, uh, for one of the days I actually had to write on the bus. So that was even better oh. having that time to myself mm-hmm. versus like being in a car and having to think about it or get to work like an, even an hour earlier than I would normally. So I could do the work. So I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this more often. Well, very nice. Very, very That's empowered. cool. How long of a, did you just say this? How long is, how long of a bus ride is it? It was so fast. And that's the other thing too, is it's like a 20 minute bus ride. Oh, that's not here. bad. That's perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. It was like, like it, it took, it probably takes me 15 minutes to get to the, to walk to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. It's allegedly 10 minutes, but you know, I, yeah. uh, traffic and lights and stuff, but yeah. yeah, it's really, and then walking back up from my office, I get to go buy a Starbucks. So nice. like, Ooh, of course I'm going to treat myself to a little latte this morning. <laughs> totally. Oh, that sounds delightful. I love, that's one of the things I miss about living closer to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And also when I lived in New York, I love going on the subway or going on yeah. taking even take, I didn't take the bus as much, but I would take the subway or in Chicago, I would take the L places. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I did like my best reading 
Yes. On like public transportation. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about that, but yeah, I, I love it. I think that's great. I wish we had better infrastructure like nationwide to make that happen. Um, because like, you know, I mean, obviously Europe is like on a smaller scale, but I mean, it's just, they've done it so well for so long. So Mm -hmm. I love this for you. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. I'll keep doing it. Uh, yeah. to the office. So I'm like, this is the best way. Awesome. That's so the great. <laughs> All right. What, what has been your good thing? The good thing you've achieved this week? Well, I got to, speaking of seeing a lot of people, uh, as you did this weekend, yeah. um, I got to have one of my oldest friends is moving to France in <gasps> a few weeks. By the time oh. this comes out, it'll, she'll already be in Bordeaux, which is so oh exciting God. for her. Um, but she's like my one, like our one friend I had here when we moved Mm -hmm. to Seattle. And so she's, we, we had dinner with her last night and, uh, it was just so much fun getting to like hang out with her. I've noticed since we were 12. That's an amazing. Yeah. So it's just really cool to see where we were when we were kids and where we are now. And just like, I'm so excited for her. So I just feel very like that was my achievement was yeah. going out, having a nice farewell dinner with her going to like a Tex-Mex restaurant. Cause we were both Texans. So it's like, oh, fun. Have, to, <laughs> have to like share the secrets and we can find a place that almost feels like home, but really just means that it tastes like they had good margaritas, <laughs> <laughs> which is very important. Very important. I mean, I love this. Oh, that's so fun. And now you get to, you can like go to France to visit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm oh like God. thrilled about that. I was like, I will go to France 100%. Yeah. France is so France. great. <laughs> All right. So your achievement, Danielle. Oh my gosh. Well, I already talked about it, but I released a book. It's <laughs> a big deal. It's like a it's thing. It's a huge deal. Yeah. I have, I have one. I have to keep one by my desk so I can like hold it up for things. Yes. But yeah. It's here. It's, it's out. People can read it. People have been reading it. I don't know what else to say. I released a book. Yeah. Yesterday, even though I was like being slightly hyperbolic that it was all my mom's friends, but not really mostly was, but there were like people who I did not know who came, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. and they, they had come to other events and Anderson's and like, I have been trying to be better about mentioning my book when I, you know, to to be like, I'm always like, please forgive me, but I have to do this because I have a book coming out. And, you know, and so people like a couple of people who I recognized from these other events, but they came. And then like, I don't, I don't remember that. I know these lovely women in like kind of a book club and they read a lot. They don't read only romance, but they read a lot of romance. And I don't know if one of them just saw, saw one of my posts, you know, fly by on Instagram or somewhere on social media, but then like, so like a book club cannot do the entire thing, but they came and they were so nice. Like, yeah, it was really, so I think that has been making it like oh it's like not just like my friends reading this book like it's strangers one thing that I haven't done yet but I I mean I did like buy the ebook of my book and now I need to like open it up and see like if people have started highlighting stuff I just like I'm like curious to see what people like what's resonating with people so that's been really fun but yeah I mean it I think it's like the, the more I think I'm away from like the hullabaloo of the first week or yeah. that really the first like day or two where like you know your mentions are just out of control and it's like I did I thank everyone probably not um but yeah like now that I have like a few days it's like oh yeah like this is a real thing like that people mm-hmm. people are gonna get and buy and and read which is crazy but awesome yeah. <laughs> it's awesome and I love that um listeners you guys can still get copies signed copies at Anderson yeah. and Love Sweet Arrow right you're yeah. getting signed copies of both so yeah. if you want you can get your signed edition as well as your uh unpersonalized edition to go and have a book at yeah them. totally yeah if you want to sign and I will personalize it I mean Anderson's it's really easy they literally like walk you know 100 feet and it's like here please personalize this please but I will I mean I go to Love Sweet Arrow pretty regularly regularly. So I will like kind of work out a schedule with them, but for now it's like, if they get an order in and they, someone wants to personalize, like I'm going to make my little trip down there and, mm-hmm. and, and get it so it can be sent out as soon as possible. So you too will be a toddler on old enough going and running your errand to sign your copy of the book. Yeah. Except I'll be driving. That would be impressive. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I'm, I have no doubt that those, those toddlers on, on old enough could probably drive better than me. So maybe I could find one of them and they could just do it for me. Perfect. Maybe. Exactly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like take the book, take it over. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, awesome. there's really not a natural transition from no. uh, children to baking, but oh, um, you know what? I do kind of have one because okay. I ordered mini bunt cakes for my for my party, and it, so some I didn't do the baking, but someone did bake those bunt cakes. So we can move from my sign. That's a bad segue. I don't know what I, like I was it. doing. Yeah, what kind but of anyway. bunt cakes did you have? I did. So I did from cakes? nothing. Yes, I did nothing bunt cakes, and I did chocolate chip, gluten-free chocolate chip and red velvet and confetti. And yeah. it was a hit. And then yeah. I was, whatever was left, they, they said there was like, kind of, there were like, I think like a dozen left. So I left them for my fellow Anderson employees. Oh. Like I was like, you guys get to have these because they took very good care of me um, Absolutely. on Saturday and always. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, let's talk about pop culture baking, baking and pop culture. We both love baking. So mm-hmm. this felt like a good thing. And then Ruby, who was our interview guest this week, her book is set at a restaurant and there are some baking elements in it, but we had already talked about kind of food and yeah. food in pop culture. So we were like, let's take it a little bit further and do baking. I'm a baker. I consider myself a pretty decent baker. Mm-hmm. Your <laughs> recipes runs- at- Every yeah. time you talk about your recipes, I'm always like, I want all of these. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, it, it's in my family. Funnel, funnily enough, my mom is not a baker. She is a cook. Like she loves cooking. Mm. But mm-hmm. my mom's mom, my my grandma, and a lot of my aunts are bakers. And like, so I just, I've always been around bakers, you know, and I just, it's how I unwind. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. You get a delicious treat. It's always fun to share things. I, that's mm-hmm. what I think I love about, especially like cookies or brownies or even a cake. Like you can cut it up and like give it to people, which I think is really fun. I also really love baking shows. I love bakers in romance novels. I know it's like for a while you couldn't open up a book without there, if not a main character uh-huh. being a baker or owning a cupcake shop, a side character did. And I'm here for it. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. I love when ba- they are bakers as characters on TV shows. Like, I just think there's so, I don't know what it is. It's like baking to me feels more almost more intimate. I don't know why mm. than cooking for some reason. Maybe it's just because chefs get like this portrayal of being kind of like very like hard almost, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something about baking that I just, I really love in pop culture. I think it's great. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I think that there's something so restorative and lovely about the meditative process Mm -hmm. of baking too. Like I, I've recently realized that I really enjoy the prep work and like baking requires so much prep work because you have to measure everything. It has to be so specific. Unlike cooking where you can kind of play around with it. And of course you can play around with baking too, but the foundation still has to be pretty, pretty to the recipe. But it's like, I, I just have these vivid memories when I was a kid of like coming home from college and taking over my parents' kitchen and baking all mm-hmm. night long because I was waiting for my exams to come out, like the results of it, <laughs> yeah. stress baking. And then I would just be like, okay, I don't want to eat it and send it off to my brother to go to work with him. And now with uh, Cliff being back at work, I've been baking or like um, making stuff, not really yeah. baking anything just yet, but uh, making stuff and sending it off to work with him. And I'm yeah. like, this is the best part about having a, a spouse who goes away. <laughs> I, I love this so much because yeah, I was, ju- I did an Instagram live with Chandra Bloomberg last mm-hmm. week. And we talked about that and we both were like, we like, we think we like baking so much because it is like, a, it's a science. Like you have yeah. to follow the recipe. We were both like cooking is too unwieldy because you can just like throw things in there. You can change things up. And we both are like, no, we really like the kind of the aspect of like having a recipe because it's like, mm-hmm. if you change that lemon zest, that's going to mess up the baking powder and then it's not going to taste right, you know? And, and yeah. So, I mean, I a hundred percent agree. I love it so much. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> have you, do you make bread? No, I'm really scared of it. Um, uh-huh. I don't know why I, I want to try. I really do. But like the few times I've tried, it just never do- goes, goes right. The issue that I run into now, because I think I've talked about this before, where like usually like every summer I pick something to like perfect. Mm, yeah. So like yeah. I've done a chocolate cake, I've done like sugar cookies and chocolate chip cookies and brownies, like, and I make them and I try to find the recipe I like the best. And then I like memorize it. So I just know what it is. Um, but I, so I, I've always, I'm always like, oh, I should like do bread, but 
I don't know. And also I think my kitchen is too warm. Like, and I know uh, that's, that's not like the worst problem because you want the bread to rise, but I actually really, this, I think I've talked about this too. I really, I think last year I wanted to make croissants and learn, like learn how to do it properly, but my kitchen's too hot. So I don't know what yeah. to do. It like, cause we, our kitchen just has all, it's like, it's beautiful. It's great. We love mm-hmm. it, but it's all windows and it gets super warm. So I guess maybe I need, I need to like shift to a winter project, but there's too much going on in the winter. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Except. <laughs> that butter would melt right off with a Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And that's the whole point. You need it to be cold, but yeah. Do you do bread? No, no, no. I'm Mm. also terrified of bread. Um, I, the closest I'll get to it is I'll buy the frozen bread dough and then I will let that thaw out. And yes, (laughs) yeah, I I like that. I mean, I love like a quick bread, like a soda bread or something like those Mm -hmm. or your banana bread. bread, Yes, exactly. Like love those. But yeah, the actual like, like yeast really scares me. Yeast also just weirds me out. Cause like, it's technically alive, you know, like it's weird. Um, I know it's not feelings as I'm ripping it up and pouring it in. I know. I was like, I know, I know that it does, you know, I know, but it's, it's like yogurt, like yogurt's alive. And that weirds me out. You know what I mean? It's like that. It's, I know better, but also it's one of those, (laughs) like, like, it's hard. It's hard not to think about it as you're putting it in your mouth. I get that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like so good for my gut. And that's why, because it's alive. (laughs) It's alive. It's fighting in there. Oh, man. Oh, some scientist is like, is listening and being like, you guys are wrong. Stop it. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, I'm like, perfect. Please do. Yeah. During the, at the beginning of the pandemic, I tried to do like everybody, I tried to make my own sourdough starter. Mm -hmm. And then I, I did, I grew it for the three weeks or whatever the amount of time it was. And then I drowned it. Like I'm murdered. I was like, Uh-oh. I don't want to take care. Of, I didn't want to take care of it anymore. <laughs> it's so intense. I'm really impressed by the people who still have their sourdough starters. Like some people are really into it. People name them. It becomes a pet. Mm-hmm. It's so very like interesting. I was yeah. like, if that is when how I- you need to pass the time, go for it. <laughs> when I realized that I was like, oh, I'm not that connected to my starter, to my mother, so I'll just throw it away. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I love uh, it. I didn't even start one. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do yeah, this. You were smart. <laughs> I was also going to start making kombucha at that point too. Another mm, thing that's all, that's living yeah, that you have to yeah. like suck the essence off of to Mm-mm. consume. Nope. Not for me. <laughs> I mean, I love kombucha. I'm just not into yeah. the process. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> Okay. Obviously we love, we, we, everyone knows we talk about food every episode like we're, yeah. we're into it. Um, but yeah, let's get into some rec. There's some baking movies you love. Okay. So I went with, this is silly. I went with Ratatouille yeah. and any Ghibli movies, any Ghibli movies, because I think that both that, I mean, I know Ratatouille is not really a baking, baking, movie. Mm-hmm. it's more just like cooking, but it's so beautiful and vivid yeah. and like the colors are so great. And I feel the same way about Ghibli films that are just like, or Ghibli films that are just so beautiful. The food in them is such oh, a gorgeous part of it. Those scenes, you know, we can all think of gifts of scenes from, uh, from the films of just like the dinner parties and the cakes mm-hmm. and it's just stunning and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that's sort of in that realm that only has like a scene or two with, uh, amazing baked treats is hook. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Robin Williams, Peter Pan. Movie yeah. when they have to learn to believe. And I know again, it's just whipped cream and stuff, but it, to me, that feels like baking dessert. It's in the baking realm. I love the film waitress, mm-hmm. which is about a, uh, sorry, Carrie, Carrie Russell, excuse me. I'll mm-hmm. Carrie Washington. That would be awesome to see Carrie Washington do it. It actually um, would be, I could see that working. Yeah. It would be really cool. Yeah. So Carrie Russell plays a, uh, a woman who is married to an abusive man and, uh, she finds out that she's pregnant and she is also trying to, des- she's a waitress at a pie shop, but she's the one who makes all the pies mm-hmm. and she puts all of her stress and anxiety into these beautiful beautiful, lovely pies. And the film um, really takes time and care to showcase the, the beauty of her work. Yeah. And they turned it into a musical where you can go see it now. And then actually when you go see the musical, you can buy pies to watch like little, uh, little mini pies that you can oh, eat while you're watching cute. the play. It's super cool. I and then that. 
my last movie recommendation is Sweeney Todd. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> right? I, I know Johnny Depp is like dead to all of us, but I really do love that film. And I think that the, his performance in it is, it's It's fine. really good. It's yeah. really good. But like, oh my gosh, those pies. Ugh. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's great. Those are good picks. Not as fun to watch those scenes, but you know, what's in there. So go for it. Going off of, you know, like I felt weird putting this movie on here because of the Johnny Depp of it all, but the movie Chocolat, which I think we mentioned on our food episode, Mm -hmm. like our pop culture food episode, but Chocolat is just so great. And that's also, it's also one of those movies where everyone in it is like at peak hotness. Like yes, Johnny Depp looks really good. Like I remember like it was, on, it was like, I saw it on Hulu. Like it flashed on my front screen. I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch this. Cause it's a mm-hmm. delight. But I was like, Oh, Johnny Depp. But then yep. also, but I was like, Oh man, no, I, now I know why I kind of had a crush on him. Like when this movie came out and that like Juliette Binoche looks amazing. Even like Judy Dench, even though she yeah. was like clearly already like like she was playing like a grandmother type figure but she I was like everyone just looks so good even Alfred Molina like he's playing like kind of this really annoying man but I was like he's still very dashing like everybody looks good in that movie it's beautifully shot and of course like it's called chocolat like the chocolate Mm -hmm. looks great it's so good I wanted to eat everything in that movie um and yeah, and I love that it show it shows her process of working with chocolate and using it in different ways and like putting it in just like food, like regular food recipes, like the way that she used that and you know, it was influenced by her Juliette Binoche's characters, like background. Her mother was from South America. So like it was like how they use it and everything. It was really cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that is just, if you're looking for just kind of like a delightful feel good yes. movie, cozy. Th- yes, cozy set in France. I mean, come on, you can't go wrong. Um, and then my second movie is another, it's an older movie. It's called like water for chocolate. It's based off of a book. It's based in like magical realism. Mm-hmm. Um, and this woman is, it's set, I think like at the turn of the century, I believe in Mexico. I, I'm like, I should have looked this up before we started recording, but she is the youngest daughter in a family and her, so her parent, her mother is like, well, your two sisters are basically married or about to be betrothed or whatever. So you have to stay and take care of us now, like me for the rest of your life. Like you can't get married. And, but she, so she's kind of like resigned to this lot in life, but her family's like the, the cook for their family and kind of like the servant, like she helps out around the house and everything, but takes her under her wing and teaches her how to cook and to bake. And, but because it's magical realism, like whatever she is, the, when she is cooking, whatever she feels like it goes into the food. So her sister ends up getting married to a man who she's actually in love with. And she makes their, the big, like the baking element here is she makes their wedding cake and she's like crying while she's making it. So the, the cake is like very salty and like no one wants to eat it. And so, but then like later on, there's another scene. I can't remember what dish she makes, but like she and the, her sister's husband are kind of having an affair, but she's like, she feels alive with passion. And so Mm -hmm. like everyone who eats the food is suddenly is very passionate. Like it's such a good movie. It's so fun. I remember watching it, like, just like on like the independent film channel, like, you know, a million Mm -hmm. years ago, like when it first started, you know, like, and it came on and I was like, what is this movie? It's so great. And it's also based on a book. I have not read the book, but I did want to mention that too. So, so yeah. Okay. So those are, um, thank you. Yeah. Those are our, I mean, and there's so many more, like, Mm-hmm. every hallmark christmas movie has a baker yeah. you know or whatever the princess you, switch yes the princess switch and everything mm-hmm. yeah so i mean there are so many you can't go wrong you really can't all right let's move into tv shows okay so i was just introduced to this one my first pick last night with my friend jen when we went after we went to dinner mm-hmm. so this is crime scene kitchen on it's it airs on fox but you can catch all the episodes on hulu mm-hmm. it stars joel McHale as the host but what the, these teams of bakers have to go into a kitchen, mm-hmm. see the evidence that's left behind and decide and figure out what was made Ooh. and it was, or like what was baked. So usually yeah. it's all like baking stuff. Uh-huh. So the first episode, they had like chocolate covered almonds left over and like a bag of raspberries that hadn't been used and like 
um, a certain type of cream that you could taste. And so every, every group had like a different dish that they had made. And the goal is like, if you are the one who gets it, nobody else gets it. You get mm-hmm. a better like percentage of prize money. I but if that. like you're, if you, and like for there, there was a cannoli episode where everybody got that it was a cannoli. So then it yeah. becomes like, who makes the best cannoli? Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's really fun. And as my friend Chen said, it's the perfect fit for Joel McHale. Like it actually works yeah. with his I like energy. Um, and then another psychotic mess of a show that I love is, is it cake? Oh my gosh. That show. <laughs> On Netflix. I love that show so much. It's, it's so funny. Wild fever dream. It is so yeah. funny. <laughs> so that those are my two, uh, shows that I think you should take a spin on to try. I could also say one to avoid, yeah. which is bitter, um, on stars. I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but it is terrible. Oh, yeah. Sweet. It's bitter. like oh, yeah. the bear before the, or it was early bear before the yeah. came out. Um, but yeah, it's not good. So I'm just telling people to avoid it. Okay. <laughs> Even though it's, if you liked the bear and you're like, Oh, I want more kitchen content. Don't yeah. sweet bitter. Not okay. Oh man. Wow. I remember because the book was really big. The huge sweet bitter, mm-hmm. the book it's based on was a huge, like maybe like a decade yeah. ago, but okay. Okay. Avoid at all costs. Okay. Avoid it. Um, not worth it. <laughs> so mine, I went kind of the reality TV show route as well. I mean, there are so many food reality TV shows, mm-hmm. but I have, there are a few and we've talked about, I think almost all of these before. So like very quickly, like we, everyone knows we love nailed it. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Nicole Byer can do no wrong. Um, the great British baking show every, if you, if you haven't watched great British baking show, I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> fix that. It's so delightful. Yeah. It's so wonderful. And I feel like I learned things. Like there are some things on great British baking show. I, I had no idea, like what a fugas was. Now I know what a fugas is, you know, like it's great. Very cool. But one I do want to talk about is cupcake wars. Obviously this is not come, it's not new anymore, but you still find it on like the food network or the cooking channel. And I just, I have to mention this because when I was pregnant and on bed rest, I think I watched every episode of cupcake wars just because it was on TV. And that is what I watched, but it's so much fun. And former Fresh Fiction podcast guest, Abby Jimenez, won Cupcake Wars. She Mm -hmm. was on and won. Nadia Cakes won, um, which I think is just absolutely amazing. So those are, and then I had one TV like show, not a reality TV show, but it was Pushing Daisies, the very beloved and short lived show about a pie baker who can bring people back from the dead. Love it. When are we going to get a reboot of, of Pushing Daisies is what I'm I wish because I mean, for. I mean, I feel like Lee Pace is just so busy. Yeah. He's on everything. So <laughs> I don't know, but I would love it. I think it, I mean, it should happen because yeah. what a delightful show. It was so great. Yeah, I know. I may have to rewatch it. It's so good. Mm. Yeah. I saw it. I forget what streamer it was on. I saw it pop up and I was like, I would love to rewatch Pushing Daisies. Yeah. I highly recommend. I highly recommend. I did. I did like in the beginning of the pandemic, I think it was, I don't know if it's still on Amazon prime, but it was, and it was just so good. So delightful. Mm. Love it. Okay. Let's move into books. Books. Yes. All right. Well, I think for me, it's like hard not to instantly think of cozy mysteries when I, when you're, you know, tasked with baking stuff. So I went with, to me, who I think is like the queen of doing it is Joanne Fluke. Um, Her first book, the chocolate chip cookie murder with Hannah Swenson, which now she's got like, I don't even know how many of those. So many mysteries, so many of them, (laughs) but like without that book in 2000, it, open it kicked open the floodgate for all of these other cozy mysteries that are set in bake shops or cupcake shops or I love it. Uh, tea shops or any sort of shop <laughs> so many cozy mysteries are baking based they really are mm-hmm. and they have the best titles they're all a pun I'm like how do we have this many puns about brownies right <laughs> brownies and murder know. yeah and brownies they're always and murder. yeah like what is I'm sure there's a book called brownies and murder because that why wouldn't there be why wouldn't there um be? <laughs> all right so what's funny about my book picks because of course I did all romance mm-hmm. but they're all baking like reality tv shows 
Like uh-huh. that's the basis of them, which I find fascinating. Yeah, um, I love that as a thought. Yeah. So the first is Rosaline Palmer takes the cake by Alexis Hall. And it says it's like basically Great British Baking Show fan fiction. It's delightful. I read this a while ago, so I don't remember every single thing, but I just remember like, as everyone has come to expect from Alexis Hall, like his, it's very witty. He is so good at quick dialogue. And it's also very queer. I believe one of the characters is like learning she's bisexual and, you know, just, it's really, it's a lovely, a lovely book. And it's just, it's a delight. Like you sit down, you read it and it's very like a a quick dialogue, but it's also like a quick read. I think I read it in like an afternoon. It was just so fun. Um, Another is Battle Royale by Lucy Parker. Um, this one, ha- you know, this was one of those books. I do want to give a little bit of a warning. Like it, it definitely looks like a rom-com, but it does deal with like some heavier themes. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Lucy Parker has trigger warnings and content warnings like on her website. So check that out. But again, it's like two people who are kind of in competition on this show together. And it's just, but it, it really, I think adding the baking to it actually like helps it like kind of balance out. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Um, One of our recent faves, Adriana Herrera, had a book that came out a couple of years ago called Mangoes and Mistletoe. And again, set on a reality show. But these two, it's um, two women, they have to work together. They're on a show where they go to Scotland. There's like a just one bed situation. It's pretty great. Um, But they're very, but you know, and and I'm going to say this about all of these books, but I should. Well, let me, let me do my last book. It's called For Butter or Worse by Erin LaRosa. It comes out. It'll be out by the time it's, it comes out this coming Tuesday and Aaron and I have connected because it's our debut year and our books are coming out, you know, a week mm-hmm. apart. Um, but yeah, it's about two. They're actually like the hosts of the reality show. Like they're two yes. very, one of them is an accomplished baker. One of them is a restaurateur and they kind of butt heads immediately for kind of the spotlight and everything on for hosting the show. It's, it's a delight. It's so fun. But what I want to say about all of these all together is that everyone in these books, they all know what they're doing. Like, it's really not like someone learning how to bake and like discovering Mm -hmm. this is their love. Like these are like accomplished chefs, quite frankly, you know, they know what they're doing. They're good at their jobs. And like being on these shows is going to take them to the next level. So yeah, those are, I I was like, oh, all the books I want to recommend, all of them are on reality shows. How funny is that? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So we are going to move in to our interview with Ruby Barrett to talk about her book, The Romance Recipe, and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Fresh Fiction Podcast, Ruby. We are so happy to have you here. Your newest book, The Romance Recipe, is the story of two determined women trying to keep their restaurant afloat. Where did this idea for the book come from? Amy, who is one of the main characters, um, is... Uh, also appears in my first book, Hot Copy, and she is the main character's, one of the main character's sisters. And mm-hmm. she's always been like very, always like been kind of in love with her, which is <laughs> weird to say about a character you wrote. But um, but yeah, so I always sort of knew that like I wanted to give Amy a story um, and then kind of realized <laughs> that, you know, I didn't, I didn't, um, sort of like realized that it was a story I could write until I kind of came up with Sophie because I didn't have like I didn't have a partner for Amy but um basically the idea for it came from my own I guess my own experience with being like a later in life air quotes uh, queer person because um uh, Sophie and I are similar in that way where we both I say later in life like you know we're geriatric or something but we're just in our 30s um (laughs) but but, um uh yeah Sophie kind of came to me when I was like trying to uh find a way to talk about um realizing that you're queer uh in my case realizing that I'm not just attracted to to men um Mm -hmm. and you know what kind of love stories can come out of that and then I thought Amy would probably be a perfect partner for her. So I thought the romance recipe, the romance recipe kind of grew from that. Yeah. Um, 
one of the things I love, well, I loved all of that. Everything you just said, I think that's, it was such an important part of the story, you know, her kind of having to come out even, you know, and, and it, and she is, I mean, yeah, in quotes later in life, yeah. you know, where she kind of, but it, it was really, it was really fun to like watch her come into that realization and, and that she was ready to just be so open with it and tell everyone. I thought that was really wonderful. Um, but one, another aspect that I really enjoyed in the romance recipe was the insider look that you give into the restaurant business. And cause one of the things that, I mean, I just know just from knowing different people, but something that is often glossed over is how expensive it is to keep a restaurant open and the way that Amy and Sophie grapple, grapple with making that their business, making their business successful. Um, so what was your research process like for the romance recipe? Um, so I had the great luck of working in a restaurant when I was younger, which I feel like I probably most people have like that background. And then yeah. I also uh, have one of my, my best friend has worked in restaurants almost her whole life. So I literally just like would go to her with like my list of questions and be like, how would a restaurant do this? Like, it, does a restaurant like, you know, like questions like, does a restaurant normally own their space or are they renting? Like what kind of, um, you know, what kind of vendors are they paying? Like that kind of thing. Um, what's, you know, things, especially like one of the things that is really important to Amy and the romance recipe is giving her her servers and, and all of her staff a living wage because, mm -hmm. you know, we know so much of, of working in restaurants is, um, you know, even below minimum, like there's, there's minimum wage and then there's restaurant minimum wage mm -hmm. and um, wanting to give them minimum wage and wanting to introduce things like um, uh, health insurance and whatnot, which was also sort of inspired by some restaurants in near where I live. Um, you know, I, I live in Canada, so, um, you know, healthcare is not as, is a different issue, but obviously providing right. health insurance is still an important aspect for any employer. Um, and there are a lot of restaurants um, in my city near me who are doing that as well. And cool. so I, you know, looked into what those restaurants are doing um, to try and figure out like, you know, just what is the cost? And unfortunately it is an overwhelming cost, but also like mm -hmm. a very necessary one. I love that. Well, there's also a foodie reality TV element in your book, which I was a huge fan of. Chef Sophie was on a food network style show and brings a bit of celebrity to the restaurant, which of course she has a love hate relationship with. <laughs> um, uh, so hiding the spotlight, but she knows it's helping keep this door afloat. Can you um, talk a little bit about the struggle that Sophie goes through with this part of her professional journey? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, the the cooking show that she was on, like was to me sort of like a, um, like a master chef or, or maybe more like, um, God, now I can't even remember the name of the other Gordon Ramsay one that has gone from my oh, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, thank you. Um, <laughs> like a, a Hell's Kitchen type show where you have like professional chefs, um, you know, working in a kitchen. And, um, you know, she's not the the finalist. She's, she's you know, in the top three and doesn't end up winning. But, um, you know, not only does she kind of garner some fame from that, but she meets uh, a man that she, you know, thinks that she really likes. And um, by the time that we meet Sophie in the romance recipe, um, her and that man have uh, broken up because of um, some mistakes that he's made in, <laughs> their, <laughs> in their relationship. I, I'm always like, like don't want to like give away too much, but, right. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess I'll just say just, just cause I like to do content warnings that um, her and, and her, her fiance break up because he doesn't have like a great reaction to how she, uh, or when she comes out to him as bi. Um, and uh, he does, there is a, um, or th that sort of resolved and he does apologize, mm -hmm. but it, you know, it was, it was something that kind of like showed her like, okay, I need to step away from this. But um, when she's sort of in at the beginning of the romance recipe, she's sort of just feeling really adrift because she has this quasi fame that she doesn't even really want, but mm -hmm. she has to feels that she has to carry with her. And 
um, really is getting a lot of the, or I should say is focusing on a lot of the negatives that come with that fame, which, you know, are uh, people in your DMs saying disgusting things and <laughs> lots of comments about um, her job and her body and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's sort of like this, this extra weight that she feels like she has to carry um, into the kitchen with her. And it uh, kind of like takes the joy of cooking and what she loves um, out of it, um, unfortunately. But Amy kind of helps her find it again. <laughs> you love a refinding of a passion, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, it's a little lighter note as a follow-up. What do you have, if you have one, do you have a favorite food competition show? Um, so in me, one of the original drafts, um, the competition, so Amy and Sophie, you know, despite Sophie's, um, reticence about fame, decide to enter a new cooking show competition, mm -hmm. um, where essentially the restaurant gets featured and her as the head chef get, gets featured and she has to cook a main dish for a very famous, um, chef and uh sophie is um that 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 show cooking with camilla was based on this other show that has i think it only has like one season and i'm pretty sure it only filmed or it only like came out in canada but it was called million dollar review and it was this man who wrote uh, reviews for like uh, food reviews for restaurant a food critic and he would he just had and I can't remember his name now because apparently I've, I've lost the ability to retain memories but um, he he would just go to like four different restaurants in a city so he would go to like um, there was one in Boston and I remember there was one in like Quebec City there was one in um I believe it was in St. John's, Newfoundland. So like they did a lot of Canadian um, uh, locations and he would go to four restaurants and he would ask to be, you know, they would, they knew who he was coming and he would ask to be served like one thing. And he was so, he was sort of like the Gordon Ramsay of food critics because he could be like very scathing and like very cutting, but also like incredibly sweet at the same time. Um, <laughs> And it was, I just loved it because um, it's sort of like a, um, like a no reservations type of show, um, mm -hmm. which is not with, without, you know, <laughs> without Tony. <laughs> right. Um, but it's like just such a, such a great way to like get to know a city and like get to know a place. And that's why, um, that's why I wanted to make a, a cooking show sort of like that for this book, because um, I really miss million dollar review, bring back million dollar review, please. I know. I want to see that now. Yeah. I know. Really good. <laughs> okay. Danielle, awesome. now I want to know, do you have a favorite food competition? Show? Oh, gosh. I think I always think of top chef. I think it's mm -hmm. so fun. It is, you know, those middle seasons, they're so cutthroat and they're kind they're like very mean. And I think it's when it started they, I think contestants realized, oh, like I can become a celebrity too. I think those middle seasons are a little squirrely, but I feel like in, especially the beginning. And then I think the most recent couple of seasons, they kind of feel like they're going back to like how it was in the beginning. And, and there's more of a sense of camaraderie, I think amongst the chefs. And yeah, so I, I always think of top chef. What about you, Gwen? Absolutely. I love top chef too. I'm going to go with, um, guys, grocery games. <laughs> Oh, because yeah. I love Guy Fieri. Um, he's a chaos <laughs> monster. And that show is ridiculous. It, it, we, I love that it blends supermarket sweep and a cooking show together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. So switching gears, let's go back to Amy and Sophie a bit. They have really, they both have kind of fraught relationships with their parents in this book, but they are very different. And I'm wondering how you kind of juxtaposed these two parent connections and what you think they show about Amy and Sophie's personalities. Yeah. Um, so Sophie, Sophie really loves her mom and she knows that her mom is doing her best 
mm-hmm. with what she has, which I think a lot of us realize about parents as we get a bit older. Yeah. Um, and, you know, her mom is doing the best with what she has. And um, her mom is coming from a place of love, but just might not always hit the hit the mark. <laughs> Whereas, um, yeah, Amy's dealing with like a bit more of, I will say that Amy, Amy's father, and I, I, Amy also realizes this, that Amy's father is also doing the best with what he has. He just just has a lot less than Sophie's mom does. Mm -hmm. Um, But for Amy specifically, I think what it really does for her is it, it acts as almost like a barrier for her. Um, She feels like she can't, she feels like she's too similar to him. She feels like she can't, um, have the same relationships that like say her brother has who she compares she thinks is like so much more like their um their mom who's passed mm-hmm. away um in terms of being compassionate and being generous and kind and she doesn't see those things in herself despite obviously having those those qualities yeah. um whereas i think for sophie it's she's a bit more um i want to say like rebellious against her mom where um if her mom's sort of like telling her that she should go one way then Sophie's probably gonna go the next way like (laughs) nicely but like whereas like where Sophie or sorry Amy's dad is um her relationship with her dad it kind of acts as a barrier for Sophie to be able to connect with other people um uh Amy's relationship with her mom is more of like a motivating factor so yeah, that's really, that's fascinating. I, I really enjoyed how different those relationships were, but at the same time, they were both so like, they got so like worked up whenever they had to <laughs> deal with them, you know, and it was, it was really kind of interesting to see. And then how they support each other throughout those interactions as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this, but <laughs> maybe I get a little worked up too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that comes from life. I don't know, Bob. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, well, you know, it's getting close to lunchtime for some folks. Uh, what snack do you think would pair really well with your book? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a really great question. Um, so probably, I am not a coffee drinker, but probably a coffee. Mm. Um like, but like something that you get like at a nice or maybe if you can make these at home, I, again, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know all the fancy gadgets, but you know, something with like a froth and like some, like a design on the top. Yeah. Um, and probably like some, like, like if we're going with snack, I would say like, um, a breakfasty type food, like, Mm, um, like a nice, like yogurt parfait or something like that. Um, just because Amy loves breakfast um, food and Sophie would make a chef level, you know, parfait, which yeah. would be much nicer than the one I make at home. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, now I'm hungry. So thank you. Um, <laughs> We're all having parfaits for lunch today. Right. <laughs> So something I know, I love to ask other authors, especially specifically romance authors, because I think we are also great readers. Um, (laughs) So I want to know what's something that you have recently read that you recommend? Gosh. um, Okay. How many am I allowed to recommend? As many as you want, really. Excellent. Totally fine. Okay. I was just like looking. Okay. So first of all, I just finished reading Fire Season by Katie Casey. Um, their book comes out in July, uh, same, along with Romance Recipe. Um, it's also by Karina Press. And um, Katie Casey writes, um, uh, has a three book series. So Fire Season comes out. And then I believe the next book, Diamond Ring, comes out in October um, about queer baseball players. And um, they write some of the most like tender hearted books um, I've ever read. Uh, my, my Kindle is just yellow because I just highlight literally everything that yeah. they write. And I will also um, blow up their DMs to be like, you're devastating me. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so definitely that. Um, 
Love and Other Disasters by yeah. Anita Kelly, um, which came out in January, um, but is still remains, again, one of my, uh, hands down, one of my favorite cooking show books. It, it also it helps that it's queer too. Mm-hmm. So that's really awesome. Um, Never Been Kissed by Timothy Janowski um, is a new adult um, book about a young uh, gay man who's just uh, just graduated from university and has uh, an accidental sort of Lara Jean moment where he sends the love letters in that he never meant to send to the yeah. four guys that he thought he was going to kiss before he was out and um one of them replies um and <laughs> so cute. yeah they, yeah they also save a drive-in movie theater together um and it's just like it's so atmospheric like it's literally like you can smell the sunscreen on your skin like yeah. it's, it's summertime it's it's perfect and then my last one um <laughs> sorry no <laughs> I love it <laughs> my last one um fool me once by Ashley Winstead uh is sort of like a um I know like some people like oh, might not always love like political rom-coms this this mm-hmm. is a political rom-com but like it's really truly about a just absolute mess of a woman a disaster of a woman who um, gives herself permission to fall in love. And uh, it's a second chance romance. Um, it's hilarious. I woke my husband up laughing from it while I was reading in <laughs> bed. And um, it's very sexy. And I love it. Okay, that's it. I promise I stop now. Yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> those are such good recs. Yeah, I'm yes. excited. Yeah, yes, all yes, of them. Yes. I think I had all of these on like my TBR and they've all just gotten like bumped up. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Ruby. Yeah. Good, it's a good thing. Oh, because it's um it's Victoria Day in Canada today, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. Happy okay. Victoria Day. Yeah, Thank you. it's perfect reading for um for yes. the holiday weekend. For the holiday weekend, yeah. <laughs> I get to have like the test the, the tester holiday weekend and you guys get to have the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cap end on that one. Yeah. So we'll be reading for basically what we're saying is we're reading for seven days straight is yeah, what I'm it, hearing. It, yes. Excellent. Yeah. It makes mm-hmm. sense. Perfect. <laughs> well, something that we take very seriously on the Fresh Fiction podcast is what brings us joy. Um, a new product, a show, a movie, music, it's just kind of whatever is just making you happy and bringing a smile to your face. What is something that has brought you comfort or joy lately? Again, how many am I allowed to say? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when Hairstyle's new album came out on so Friday, good. which is also my daughter's birthday, I was like, Harry, how did you know? Like you're giving me this extra special gift, like for her, but also for me. Um, uh, yeah. So Harry's house came out and it's been on repeat in my house and, um, yeah, Harry Styles, he just brings me comfort and joy and love and seriously. Like, I, uh, we could just make this an entire podcast about what I feel <laughs> about Harry Styles. Um, but yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, Heartstopper, uh, the Netflix uh, series that was based on the Alice Osman uh, graphic novels, uh, watched the entire season in one day and then started from the beginning again and probably going to pick it up again soon just because they announced that seasons two and three have been picked up so um yeah I I am so annoying to watch movies and and tv with because I will like pause and then like turn to my husband and be like as a storyteller this is just like so meaningful to me but (laughs) so many of those times I just paused and I was just like can you believe it and he's like I'm very like effusive and he's very like and he's yeah. like, I can, I can believe it. I saw it with my own eyes. Thank you very much. I'm like, ah, yeah. so heart stopper. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Okay. Sorry. I'm like, I lost my, my, my notes. Please cut this out. Um, <laughs> okay. So can you share with readers what we can expect from you next? No. <laughs> I love the honesty, Ruby. That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, like 
you know, cut this part out, but uh, we do have, like, we do have some pitches in with Karina, but nothing, nothing's, um, what's the word, final yet, yeah. so I don't want to say, but okay, I will say this, um, I do plan to self-publish, um, hopefully by the end of this year, a, uh, a project that is uh, quite different from the other books that I've written. Obviously, I've only written in contemporary romance yeah. so far. Um, and this book is a still a romance, but a sort of, I guess it would fall technically under SFF romance, um, mm-hmm. but it's like a post-apocalypse story about its second chance. Um, it's, you know, childhood best friends to enemies to reluctant allies to lovers living in a world that is um ravaged by sort of environmental devastation yeah (laughs) Uh, oh my god and uh you know they find love in a hopeless place hopefully (laughs) yeah no total departure (laughs) yes it's very different I always want to be really clear when I've been sending it out to critique partners have been like so this is really different Mm -hmm. um you know like just be aware (laughs) (laughs) taking a little bit of a departure don't worry yeah we're just (laughs) still me I'm still me yeah (laughs) well so for readers who would love to um you know stay in touch with you how can they find how can they stay in touch with you and find you online um so you can find me on instagram at ruby barrett right um, you can also find me on Twitter at Ruby Barrett Wright as well. However, um, because my name is too long, there's only one T in Barrett. So normally my name is spelled with two T's, <laughs> but on Twitter, it's only one. <laughs> Great. Shortened for Twitter. I love it. Yeah. Well, Ruby, exactly. thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, this conversation went by so fast. Yeah, <laughs> like so the worst fun. part is when we have to say goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I had a wonderful time. It was so much fun chatting with Ruby about this book. I had, she's just such a interesting, thoughtful conversation. And I just, I really was really impressed with her. I know. I thought she was just, also she was, I say this about every author, but like, she was just like, so cool. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all of our guests I'm like you're just you're the coolest person ever yeah no, I know it's always like fun. then the interviews go by so fast and then it's mm-hmm. like oh okay well we were friends for 30 minutes and now yep. we'll see you later <laughs> no I'm really glad she was able to stop by and and yeah. chat about her book her book I said I think I said this but her book is really good it's so fun it's very sexy very good I highly recommend it well, let's move into our goals um, from last week. Uh, we could talk from last episode. Danielle, yeah. do you want to talk a little bit about your success with your goal? Yes. So my 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 goal was to enjoy vacation because I was like getting worked up about going on vacation. And I also wanted to enjoy my book release week. Mm-hmm. And I think I did both of those. I had a great Yay. vacation. We went to Disney World. My daughter lost her mind. We spent, I was going to ask how that went. We spent a lot of money on Minnie Mouse light up Crocs that she was Ooh. very like, was like, was one of those, like, she's going to have a meltdown if we don't buy these. Like, and we fell for it like hard. We were like, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And then I got to see a bunch of my family and my mom's side. We did a family reunion and that was really great. Like people who I just don't no, I had never met. I knew who they were. Like I've heard mm-hmm. their names, but I did not. And so I got to meet a lot of people, which was really cool. Um, yeah. And we were in the Orlando area. So it was easier for a lot of people to get there. And it, yeah, it was really, really special and a lot of fun. So yeah. And like I said at the top, I really, even though I'm so tired, it really has been an awesome week and, you know, like kind of moving it, like kind of ending the week with my launch party and like signing it and being surrounded by so many people I knew, but like, I also said like people I didn't know, um, that was really cool. So I think I actually did my goal this week. Yay. (laughs) It sounds like it. I would say, yeah, (laughs) how about you, Gwen? Oh man. Okay. So my goal from last episode was to potty train Aria. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's not going great. Oh, I was going to no. say until this morning, we had gone like three or four days without an accident in the house. Oh, and no. then this morning oh, no. I turned my back. I did. I did the thing that all moms say. It's like, I turned away for five minutes and <sighs> chaos happened. Oh my gosh. Oh so, yeah. 
she peed on her brother's bed, which is just, you know, real territory issues. So yeah. the, uh, mm. unfortunately, my previous goal of potty training Aria will also be continuing hey. as my current goal into until she goes a whole week with no accidents. I, I like this. On. It's an ongoing process and she's got to mm-hmm. get used to it and being in the apartment. Like it's a whole, that's a whole extra like set of parameters that she's got to get used to. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. So your new goal is so you're continuing your goal. My new goal is to clean my house <laughs> in, you know, leaving for, you know, you go on vacation for a week. And we did do that thing though, where we kind of cleaned before we left. So it wasn't in complete disarray, but then, but you know, but then you come back and it's just like everything explodes. Um, but we also, okay. So we were in a rental house, the second half of our time in Florida. So we did laundry before we came home, which I want to figure out how to do every vacation I go on from now on, because I was like, Oh, I only have like one day of clothes that I have to like add to my laundry. I don't have to immediately do all of my laundry. So that I will continue to do. Um, but you know, yeah, it's just like, you're back in your house and you just leave stuff. You know, we, you know, Mm -hmm. in the rental house, we were just like, not, there wasn't like cleanup time at the end of the day. Like there is at home. So we need to get back into that. And yeah, I just, I need to like mop and yeah. You know, and the wash my windows or something, you know, like, yeah. So it's time. So I got to do that. And I've got, I hopefully in two weeks time, I will, I will do that. <laughs> Which, I believe in you. Yeah. I think thank you. you. <laughs> Ugh, thank you so much. Okay. Let's move into what's bringing us comfort this week. I'm very intrigued by yours. Please tell me more. <laughs> okay. So my comfort this week is Japanese curry. I've been trying to, so I just buy like the little starter packs that you can get in the um, Asian food aisles. Yeah. I use like add veggies and stuff too, but now I'm like really into making it myself because it's mm. super easy. It's just like, you just have to make a roux, but you, as yeah. all roux, you've got to get all that flavor in there and have time and put effort into it. Yeah. So I found um, a couple of uh, recipes that are mm-hmm. like intro Japanese curry to try nice. out to get me like started. So I've been really enjoying that. And I, um, I'm going to try making that tonight. I love it. Will you please share a recipe and I'll put it in the Absolutely. show notes. Amazing. I, I love this. I'm writing this down. It's so good. You can put it on rice and you can put it on noodles or you can just eat it as a soup by itself. Yum. Throw it on top of like fried chicken. Yeah. If you want. But yeah, this sounds great. Delicious. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's just a big bowl of cozy, as I always say, or as Chloe says. What else do you want? You know, like you want to be cozy. Yeah. Be cozy at all times. (laughs) I want to eat food under a blanket. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh, a dream. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, what about you? What's your comfort this week? Okay. So, mine is kind of interesting, but it's on Friday, um, July 22nd. I did my normal boozy book broads on love sweet arrows, love our um, YouTube channel, but it was just such a fun episode. And the reason I'm saying it's bringing me comfort is because I keep thinking about some of the things that was said, but so mm-hmm. our guests that week, so Angelina and I, so my book came out on the 19th, Angelina's book comes out on the 20, her new book comes out on the 26th. And we were really lucky that we got Allie Hazelwood to come on and talk about kind of, she's been releasing audio novellas that are then being released in ebooks. So we were kind of talking, we would talk to her about that. And then we also had Pippa Grant come on, who was going from being a very successful self-published author to working with Montlake, which is Amazon, one of Amazon's imprints. And so we were talking about publishing at different stages of your career and like doing mm-hmm. new things. So, you know, obviously I was a debut. Angelina is like starting a new series after her debut first three books, her debut series. Pippa is like I said, mentioned moving into from self-publishing into traditional publishing. And then Ali is doing this new format. And They, so one of my questions was like, you know, I'm the newbie, like, what's your advice for a debut author? And like, they just said such lovely things. And the whole, the whole discussion was really just like doing something new and like how you get through it. And I feel like it's an episode that I'm going to go back and watch again and again, and just like 
take notes every time because I feel like every time I watch it, I'm going to like get something new out of it. And it was just, it was really great. So especially for people who are really into who are writers or who want to get started writing, this is a great episode to like listen in on, even if you don't, you don't have to watch it. You can just listen to it. I think it's really, it's really fun. And, and Melanie was there to like, also help us kind of like rein it in and also like ask us kind of like fun, random questions. So it was, it was like a really good episode where we all like had something to do. So that was, that was really fun. So that is what's bringing me comfort. (laughs) Yes. Well, I can't wait to watch that. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, Well, Danielle, um, on that note, we have come to the end. The first part of our podcast, we have to say goodbye to each other. Um, But but you guys can always follow us on all the socials at Fresh Fiction. And you can find me at Real Vixen. And Danielle, where where can people find you? I'm at D Jackson Books. Awesome. You can also email us directly at podcast at freshfiction.com. Please subscribe, follow, rate, and review us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, yeah. whatever, tell anyone you want. We uh, <laughs> love to hear from you. Yeah, this has been so fun. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>